If your farm or business doesn't have a roadmap, how do you know where it's going? Well, you don't. But we're going to help you get to where you need to go in this edition of News Bites. Hi, I'm Steve Ammerman, New York Farm Bureau's Director of Communications. New York Farm Bureau has been a leading voice in this state for more than a century. But like any organization, we can't rest on our laurels. So a few years ago, the state board and the staff embarked on a strategic plan to develop organizational goals and a strategy on how to achieve them. We were helped along the way by Nationwide Insurance's Assistant Vice President for Corporate Strategy, Mike Carter. Mike's structure, skills, and attitude were really valuable to our organization, which is why we invited him to speak at New York Farm Bureau's recent Agricultural Summit in Syracuse. He kicked off the event by helping the members and the agribusinesses and organizational leaders who were all in the room best position themselves for future growth. But before the summit started, we actually sat down with Mike to get a better understanding of strategic planning, why it's important, and what to be prepared for. All right, Mike. Uh, so you're here to talk to our members um, about strategic planning and really help them get their sights set on the future. And, you know, this is part of what you do at Nationwide is strategic planning. So talk a little bit about your role and, and what you do for Nationwide. Yeah. So I'm one of our strategy leaders uh, within our corporate strategy office. Uh, so what that looks like is six of us face off against our business leaders and our staff office leaders. So think our life insurance business, our auto business, and in some cases, our if it's a staff office, our marketing or technology leaders. So we support them with any, anything from a, a one to a three-year planning process or any troubleshooting that they might have within their shop. It's really critical to the mission of Nationwide in any business. So what is it that you enjoy about helping set that stage and that plan? I like the problem solving part. A lot of folks come into either consulting or strategy to help solve problems. They're good problem solvers. What I, what I specifically like the most is digging in and there's always a, 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 a turning point in any planning process where folks go from either being confused or they were dragged into the room to, to start this process. And, and at some point the, it, it turns and they, they, they get, they get invested in the process. They, they start to enjoy it. They, they see that what the things that we're talking about are real to them and real to the future of their organization. So let's dig into that. Yeah. What is then strategic planning? How do you see it? And, and, and what are the starting points? Well, I think first of all, just definitions wise, people often get the, just the term strategy, it kind of gets floated around, it gets attached to everything. For us, we keep it really simple. It's just an approach to achieve a goal. That's kind of rule number one is let's be clear about the definitions. And so when we start throwing around things like strategic planning, it's a plan to achieve a goal. And so it, that process starts with what's the goal? We tend to not go any further than three years out. We like to say anything beyond three years is stuff you're making up. <laughs> so three years, we have a pretty good idea of what that, that might look like. And so we can, we can plan for that. Sometimes it's, it's setting the goal and then working backwards. That's one way of doing it. Sometimes we'll you know, find like, where are we at today? And then what's just naturally the next step and the next step of the plan. So, and that plan really can or really what strategic planning can mean can depend on that individual business or farm or organization because what may be good for one 
entity? Is it going to be good for another? Absolutely. So how is it about finding just that fit of what, of what kind of plan and, and how to develop that plan? Some of it is how mature the business is or how mature that organization is. Um, if the leader is a new leader, if they're a, a, a veteran, um, how new their team is as well. Is this a new, is this a, maybe a veteran leader with a new team and, and he or she are trying to bring them along? If it's a new leader, that's usually a, a completely different approach because a lot of times they're trying to maybe find their footing or set a vision for where they want this organization to go in the future. And so some of that is just getting set up, set with them early in the process of what is it that you're trying to achieve and how can I help you facilitate through that process of getting, getting your teams uh, aligned on what you think the vision of this organization is and then set out, you know, a, in this case, a three-year plan to, to go achieve it. So let's go back to some of those initial steps. After you have that goal, yep. you say, this is what we want to accomplish in the next two to three years. You know, what are some of those, those procedural steps that uh, organization can take to start developing that plan and coming up with a framework that people can, can buy into? Yeah. Usually it starts with some, some version of whether it's a, a mission or a vision statement or just a statement that says, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What's the, what's the aspiration for, for this organization? I guess that's why when I, a minute ago I was talking about like be, being, being clear on definitions because strategy and aspirations are not the same thing. And a lot of times people will confuse those or they'll confuse strategy and aspirations with a financial plan or the budget. And those things are not all the same. They work together, but they're not the same. And so depending on the, the size of your organization, sometimes those things can be conflated. And usually that, that adds to the confusion of the people who are in the room trying to, trying to work through it and create a plan. But that's step one, is make sure that we know what do we, want to, what do we want to be when we grow up? What are the aspirations for this organization? And then figuring out if it's a business, is the business plan solid? What, who are your customers? How are you reaching those customers? What are, you, what are you selling to those customers? Is it a product? Is it a service? Is it something else? And then... Once you get through the, some of those basics, it's, is there a problem with the way that we've been doing it? Is there some course correction that we need to do? Do we need more resources aimed at, at, the, at the problem, at supporting the business? And then, when you get, and then when you get through that process of we have enough people, we have enough funding, we have enough technology to, to support the operation, then it's just a matter of figuring out, all right, me as a manager, what do I need to make sure that this shop runs effectively? Mm -hmm. Do I need to do goal setting? Do I need to have, you know, monthly check-ins with my team of, you know, are we making good progress? Those are, those are the foundational pieces. And for someone who may be new to the process, maybe like, that sounds like a lot. That sounds daunting. And you don't want someone to get overwhelmed by thinking too much too soon because right. it really is about taking steps. Yep. So how do you try and keep it where people aren't too scared to want to take on yep. something like this? I think the, the easiest thing is to chop it up. We, we typically will do, a, you know, it, in, in that case, let's call it five steps. We might do this over five different sessions. We might do it over you know, a, a couple different sessions to say, all right, today we're only going to solve for the what do we want to be when we grow up problem. Uh, let's have discussion. Let's get, the, let's get the, the paper out. Let's get the sticky notes out. And let's talk about what are, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What do you think this organization can be? Uh, and then move on to the next step. If in that next step you you have discussion, like you know what, 
the thing we talked about yesterday or last week or last month, I don't think I agree with that anymore. It's okay to go back, right? It's, it's, it's actually part of the process is you're revalidating. Every time you, you take a step forward, you're validating the things that you said last time. And so if, if you get to a certain point and you find, you know what, the, that customer group that we thought we wanted to go after, I don't think that the way that we want to run this business, I don't think that that works anymore. It's okay to go back and say, all right, if, if that won't work, who is the customer group that, that will work for us? Who will work for our operation? And then just, again, continue to chop it up, make progress. It's okay to take a step back as long as you're taking two steps forward, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually you get there. It's a simple process, but it, it takes a little bit of time to, to get there. And no one has a crystal ball and knows exactly what's going to happen in the next three years. Yep. Does the planning process consider what ifs? Has to. Yeah. It has to. So e along each step of the way, you're, you're thinking about, well, what if, what if this does happen? What if this doesn't happen? There's a little bit of what's the risk to the plan. And so at, either at each step or when, even when you get to the end, you can say, all right, well, what's the, what's the financial risk if this doesn't go well? What's the operational risk if this doesn't go well? What happens strategically if, if we set ourselves on a path and in six months that path disappears? Mm -hmm. Or the customer group that we thought was that this, that this product was going to resonate with, no one's buying it. What happens then? Do you have a plan B? And so that's, that's a lot of what, that, what we work on. You know, I, a minute ago I called it problem solving, but sometimes that's what it is. It's, mm -hmm. You get down the path and you figure out that's not exactly the way this is good that we had, that we intended it to work. Mm -hmm. And so we do some problem solving. All right, what's wrong about it? Is it a product that's just not selling the way we thought? Is it priced correctly? Is the customer group the right one? Is the is the vendor or the distribution channel the right one? Those are all you know things that we can take a look at mm -hmm. and and course correct if we need to. So we've talked a lot about things you know to do as part of the process. What are some things not to do or any pitfalls to be aware of when you're all getting together to come up with this new strategic plan? There's a few. I would say the, the, the first one is to assume that you're going to get it done in one day. That's never going to happen, right? So mm -hmm. we, we talked a little, bit, a little bit about the process. Even, even for folks who, have, who are seasoned at this, who have done it multiple times, uh, it just takes time. Uh, I think another pitfall is assuming that everyone's going to be on board. That, is actually rarely the case in, in, in my experience. There's always gonna be someone who has a different opinion. And so if you, if not taking the time to listen to the opinions is, is a pitfall because it's gonna come back to bite you later in the process where whether that's, and I told you so, maybe down the line, or it's a, we're really counting on you to, to get this part done, but I'm not bought in, so I'm only gonna, I'm only gonna give you 50%. Those are, those are a lot, those are, I would call the, the major pitfalls of the process. It's really important because you, you helped New York Farm Bureau develop a strategic plan with our state yep. board of directors and, and our staff a couple of years ago. And one of the final steps of that was, how are we gonna talk about the strategic plan? Because right. you don't want people, if people aren't going to buy into it or be supportive of it, that can really derail a strategic plan. Yep. So having that communications piece and, and listening, like you said, but also on how to effectively talk about the plan is yeah. very important. That's correct? right. That's right. And I would say one of the, the things to, to do do is make sure people are involved. So it, you're listening to voices, you're, you're making sure that the, the people that matter are involved in the process. They're, 
you're listening to their ideas, they're being heard, they felt heard. When when you come in, a lot of times kind of top, we'll call it top down and say, Here, you know, here's here's the plan, right? And you <laughs> kind of slap it on the desk mm-hmm. and ever and and re- get ready, let's go. That rarely works well. Bringing folks along from day one, letting them know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna work on this, and and these are the pieces, these are the steps that we're gonna that we're gonna follow. These are the discussions that we want to have. We want open dialogue. We want open discussion. We want your opinions. One of the one of the things that can go wrong then is folks feel like they've offered their opinions, and then many times those things are are never acted upon. So I don't know if the, if put that into the in the category of pitfalls, but mm-hmm. you know I've I've been involved in so many sessions where you know, we get a brainstorming session, we get pages and pages of notes, and then sometimes those ideas don't go anywhere. And so if, if I was the person who raised, you know, finally got the courage up to raise my, my voice and say, hey, I think we need to do something about this. And then that just stays on a, on a sticky note or on someone, in someone's notebook and we never do anything with it, that can be disengaging for me. Mm-hmm. I, I finally got my courage up, right? And, mm-hmm. and you didn't do anything with it. If at least you say, Mike, that was a great idea, or maybe Mike, that was a terrible idea, right? <laughs> so we're we're not going to do something with that, or or the, you know there was a there was a different there was a different way that we we solved for your idea. At least I know that you did something with it, not that, you know, you took you took my right. you took my thing and and just kind of let it on. The you side. at least want to be recognized right. and and listened to, right? Whether or not there's agreement, that's one thing, but right. you still want to be heard, right? And that's important. And you know when you're involving executives in this process, there's a lot of egos that go along with that. And so if I'm an executive that, that's been in, a, in an organization for 10, 20, 25 years, and you're not listening to my opinion, mm-hmm. that, can, that can rub people the wrong way. So now the plan is done. The plan is on the table. Yeah. People have talked about it. They're, they're buying into it. Then what happens? Obviously, you got to carry out this plan. You got to follow through. You got to follow through. I think we talked about this with the Farm Bureau that ex- Execution, great execution will trump any great, uh, great plan. And so it, even a good plan well executed is better than a great plan, either not executed, of course, or media, we'll call it medium executed. So execution is what it's all about. If you have great ideas and you don't do anything with them, you wasted your time. So first and foremost, you need to assign ownership. Sometimes we talk about one throat to choke. Someone has to be in charge of that thing that, that becomes part of the plan. Get, you get one person to own it, and then they, they're responsible for it. They, they have to decide what are the things that are going to happen. And in a way, they're, they're doing the same exact planning steps that you just did at a, at a more granular level. It's what's the plan that I'm going to do over the next weeks or months to deliver on this thing, call it whatever it is. Who are the people that I need? What's the funding that I need to get it done? Do I have a plan to do those things? And do I have a plan to check in? If it, again, if it's a one throat to choke situation, I'm responsible for getting this done. And so that, that is, I would say, another important part of the step. Which is what we have been doing at, at New York Farm Bureau. Liz, our CEO, yep. does the regular check-ins with the staff, the division managers, obviously the state board who, who lead the organization. And it's also why you're here right now. Right. Uh, not only are you going to be talking to our members at uh, the Ag Summit, but you're also going to be talking to our board and really just do that check-in 
which is very important because it does, it keeps you on track and you got to do that if you're going to be successful. Absolutely. So at Nationwide, each of our businesses check in with our board once a year. That, that looks a little bit different depending on the business and where they're at in terms of their business health. But we, we, we do that. We're you know, a Fortune 100 company. We, we're going through the same, the same process. Here's where we're at in, our, in terms of our business. Here's where we're going. Here's what we think the, the next year, two, three look like. And what questions do you have? Let's talk about it uh, so we can make sure everyone is on board. Ultimately, how do you gauge a successful plan? Is it just being able to check all the boxes that was in that plan? How do you know if, if yeah, we did a good job and, and it's worked? Profit is, is the <laughs> easy answer. Uh, no, it, 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 it depends on how you define success. And so for, we'll say for like a nonprofit organization whose goal is maybe gaining members, providing value to those members, the way that you would define success is probably different than you would for a bank or for a manufacturing company. You may, those, those companies may define success in a different way. Sometimes you know, organizations get bogged down in the, did we hit our sales number? Did we hit our profit number? Those things are nice, but those are, those are signs that you're doing the right things and making the right choices. A healthy, a healthy, empo healthy employees is another way that we tend to measure success. Are we, are we, are we engaging our employees in the right way? Are we, are we running the, are we running the shop in the right way? Those are all different ways that we can gauge. Are we doing the right things as an organization? And what I like about this is that, I mean, this is something that every organization should think about and yeah. do. It doesn't matter if you're nationwide and have thousands of employees or through New York Farm Bureau, or you're a startup company right. with just two people, you yeah. know, it's all about thinking about the future and trying to be forward as a company or else, you know, where you can be left behind. Right. So I think you're right on. So in my 20 years of business consulting, it's all the, it's all the same. Every time you meet a client, they'll tell you that it's different, but it's all the same. There's two problems in business, revenue and costs. If you can solve for those two things, you're, you're well ahead of most people. If you can get to the point where you're making good plans and, and checking in on and, and, and having that diligence, that discipline as an organization to say, here's where, here's where we want to go. Here are the steps that are going to get us there and we're going to be checking in. 99% of, of, of your competitors aren't doing that. And so you're, you immediately have a leg up on, on them. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Mike. It really was a great learning experience. It gave everyone a lot to think about because regardless of your career choices or what you do, having a pathway forward is needed for any job or business. Also, this summit has set the stage for New York Farm Bureau's upcoming state convention that's going to be held December 4th through the 6th in Terrytown, New York. We're going to have much more coming up about that on future episodes of News Bites. I'd like to thank Seth Moser Katz for editing today's podcast. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let others know about it and also give us a positive review. And until next time, make sure to thank a farmer for all that they do.